Hi, I'm Tony Tracy and I'm a lecturer in film at NUI Galway and we're here at the Galway International Arts Festival and uh, where we've seen Out of Chaos, Gravity and Other Myths. And after the show, I spoke to the director, uh, Darcy, and some of the cast. So, um, so anyway, this is your second night. So how, how do you think it went? Oh, good to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what, what about us? How are we? You guys are great. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, really responsive audience. Laugh in the right places. And in the right places. <laughs> yeah. I was a bit nervous. Seem like you're enjoying yourself. So. I was a bit nervous we didn't applaud enough. No. No. That's no. no. no, good. Is that okay? Yeah. It's, actually, it's a, um, something that we try very hard uh, is to, so a, an applause in a circus show um, acts as a kind of release along yeah. the way and what we try and do a lot in this work particularly is store it for as long as we possibly can so it's a, it's a conscious choice. So you're putting us off applauding? Trying to. That's why I hired this guy. <laughs> yeah, because there, there was some amazing stuff going on in that last scene, and I thought, when, you know, and people were like, well, should we break here or should we go here? Or what, you know? I think musically, Ekrem, he's coming. He's coming. Yeah. Our, our amazing composer singer, who's about to arrive on stage, um, does an amazing job of keeping the tension in the in the piece. Hello, Simon from KFC. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, how many people, so I met someone beforehand and they say, they said to me, this is the only show I always come to see. How many people have seen this company before? Wow, <laughs> groupies, groupies, yeah. So this is your third time here. Third yeah, that's right. And with all the company have been here before. Yeah, well, Martin, the fellow that's up there, he's one of the founders of the company. Yeah. Um, and so you've been here all three times, is that yep. right? I've yep. been here all three times, I yes. think. And a yeah. few of us have yeah. been here actually with other Australian circus companies as well over the years. Um, and uh, so last year, Backbone was yeah. here, our other bigger work. Okay. Mm -hmm. Who was in that? Yeah, and all of those guys were in yeah. Backbone. Amanda was in Humans by Sergo. Mm. So, can you just tell us a little bit about your company, like really quickly? You're from Adelaide, is that right? That's right, Martin. Yeah, yeah so um, it, we started almost 10 years ago to the date um, in Adelaide. Me and four of my friends who I grew up with um, started it. There's a big festival in Adelaide called the Adelaide Fringe, which is an open access festival, so anyone can do a show. Um, so we just did a show every year and they probably weren't very good for a couple of years. <laughs> but after a while, we kind of got a bit better and better and met the right people and started touring and we've managed to be able to employ all these wonderful people along the way. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's great. And so do you, do you, do you tour all the time? Uh, we try to, Yeah. you know, obviously there's a couple months off a year, but it's not, it's not all spread out in one chunk. It's, you know, you have a week off here, a week off there. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's generally 10 or 11 months per year of solid touring yeah. for all of these guys. Wow. Yeah. And excitedly for us and the company, uh, all, we've got three shows running today. Oh yeah, today. We've got three cast on stage. Sorry. So that's amazing. So congratulations. And, and sorry, I'm still sort of reeling from the shows. So like, oh, <laughs> and one of the reasons I'm reeling from there's a lot of so many things I want to say about it. But uh, one of the things is the way it kind of brings you up and brings you down, and invites you in and pushes you out. 
you're, as an audience member, you're never quite really comfortable mm -hmm. with your position. I mean, you're kind of, it's very beautiful, and then all the lights come on, you know, it sort of plays with these kind of, so would you just explain to us a little bit about, you know, how does this happen? How do you start this? What, what, what's the starting point for a show like this? Yeah, that's right. Uh, starting point, so Gravity and Other Miss is pretty unique as a company. Um, it's incredibly uh, collective when it comes to the authorship of, of what we actually end up putting on stage. So um, uh, we might all arrive at a couple of things that interest us um, and I'll go away as the director and do a bunch of work on how we might structure um, rehearsals around developing some of those themes and contents and certainly other people put in as well for how we might start um, to represent the ideas that we are interested in. And, but that first stage can kind of give birth to something very different to what we thought we were interested in, as was the case with this. This started as a show that was just interested in um, group dynamics and the difference, that the sort of added, additive complexity of, of people on stage and very quickly made us start feeling like it was something about um, some, some much bigger things like the universe and how we get here and how we connect and our internal universes as well. So, so it sort of went from something quite small to something very big quite suddenly. Mm. Um, and then along the way, we all get to doubt and celebrate and crack open and push away all of the things that we do and don't like um, as we continue to do every night. So. I guess like um, a good example of, of Darcy talking about group ownership and, and the collaboration side of it, uh, the scene where I do all three positions of the mm. three high, we call that a triple threat. And it actually came about until the start of this creation I had never flown a three high before and I looked around the room and I thought there was kind of big enough people and I was just like, hey, do you reckon just for fun in rehearsal I could try flying a three high? And then we were like, yeah, 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 just like for fun. And then it dawned on us that I, that meant that I could do all three of the spots. And then, so that was something that was never originally planned, but then through kind of the group collaboration and the mates and the, the training and the structure, um, a good example of a scene that kind of happened Unintentionally. And, and we were making the rest of that scene called, that whole chunk is called Connect. So we kind of did those two things separately. We were making a scene called Connect where it was all about talking and doing this thing and then we also had Lisa doing the three high and then it was like at some point it just kind of came together and that became a subset of that scene. Mm. Mm. And what about the hula hoop? Were you really terrible at that and you just got very good? <laughs> 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 that was a bit of misdirection. <laughs> No, that no, was actually just the first night that I'd said that line, and I was like, hmm, maybe this will be funny. <laughs> <laughs> was it funny? Yeah, 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 that was pretty good, all right. Um, and what about, actually, you bring up something that I'm kind of interested in. How much um, space is there in the performance for a bit of improv or a bit of shifting about? I mean, some of that, obviously, you can't mess about with at all. Mm. Um, but the talking is completely improvised. Mm. So um, uh, we, we do a bunch of improvising. The hula hoops is largely improvised, where they are on stage and what sequences they do. Um, other than that... Just a couple of little solo yeah. moments. Yeah, tumble Sims solos. tumble and my tumble and Dylan's tumble and Amanda's tumble are <laughs> all... But we try to have a good dose of things that you don't know what we're going to do each night. I think Ekram as well, particularly, there's a whole bunch of improvisation in what he does every night, sound-wise. Keeps it alive and scary. Yeah. yeah, there's a certain amount of things that have to be choreographed 
obviously for safety, giving mm. all the lights, the moving parts and the tricks. Mm. But as well a bit of kind of not completely improvising but planned improvising. So we might go, I'm gonna do this differently and I haven't done it like that on stage before. I know what I'm gonna do, but it's the first time yeah. Show, and so when you outlasted the uh, singing voice, was, yeah. that, uh, was that for real? It's pretty. <laughs> he has met me one time before. <laughs> I, I was in a taxi last night when there was a $1,000 bet. Um, we're about to go into a seven month season in Berlin, um, and there was a bet for Dylan. <laughs> Can you beat Ekram every night for 200 plus shows but I get for a thousand dollars? I get one mistake a month. One mistake per <laughs> month. He didn't take the bet. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. <laughs> we don't have a huge amount of time and I could ask loads of questions, but maybe you guys want to uh, throw... Wow, gee, whoa, yeah. <laughs> what about you there? Oh, yeah. Um, do you guys have any advice on how to get hired as a certificate mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. We do. Yeah. <laughs> and if you wrote us an email, we could give you a very clear thing, but a, a quick abbreviated one. Why don't we go along and just go like quick key things one at a time? Go. Um, surround yourself with other circus performers or acrobats. Be immersed in that, in that mm -hmm. world. Just, just put in the hours every day. It takes a long time, but not only will putting in the hours teach you obviously the skills, but people see that, they see consistency and they, you can't just turn up one day and be really good on one day, you have to be good like every day and people will see that and recognise the hard work and perseverance. Uh, never stop asking questions, always be eager to learn, but then on the flip side of that, help out others. Mm -hmm. If everybody keeps all the knowledge to themselves, then you know, as a community no one's going to get better, but if you ask questions and give answers, then and everybody can learn together. I'll, I'll piggyback onto that one because I think my number one is generosity as well. I think the, if you can be generous in a group, you're likely to get hired. Mm. Uh, learn a lot. It's always helpful to have a, a good foundation of a lot of different things, not just one skill set. If you don't find a company that really gets it going and wants, like, a, that you really enjoy the work of, Make yourself, make your own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest one I'd say as well is making friends with people that, you know, we're, we often make connections through or get put into shows because we're friends with someone that's in the show and therefore we're going to enjoy our time more. The biggest example of that is Jordan, who is now in Backbone, which is the show a few of these guys are in. When he first started Circus Selling three and a half years ago, he just went over to Edinburgh Fringe to hang out and ended up doing a show with Cassis and other Australian circus because they had an injury. So it was kind of mm. surround yourself and make friends and just be in the right place. Mm. Make your own make your own look, I guess. Mm -hmm. Can I just ask you real quick about the beginning? Oh, can, can, can I give sorry. those two just yeah. because it's, yeah. sorry, it's sorry. diplomatic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, find what inspires you and really be true to your own style. Um, mm. I think that's super important and not getting disheartened if you're not getting jobs because of that, because eventually you'll find the right place for you. Uh, just try something weird. If it looks weird, it's fine. Yeah. Just try, try, try something weird. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Hmm. Work hard, trust yourself, surround yourself with good people. Um, the beginning of the show is really interesting because you, I felt as an audience member, you really have to lean in at the beginning. Mm. Like you really defer like the gratification of the, of the, you know, the acrobatics and, and, and it creates an enormous sense of mystery as well, that early mm. section. And it feels kind of religious to me that the way it's lit, it feels like kind of a, mm. a, a set of painting. I mean, that's quite risky, that, that strategy at the beginning. Do you, you have a sense of that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's, uh, so um, the show's called Out of Chaos, and what we realised when we were starting to make these pieces of um, choreography that we couldn't work out why we liked them, um, but they made us feel things. We were very instantly kind of, I, personally, I was very interested and drawn to um, some of the sort of creation stories that you hear from the Greeks, from chaos, things were born, etc. And um, so we call that scene the void. Uh, and, and it's kind of, it, it feels like uh, primordial physics combining to create everything to me. Um, and there is a, a little thing that, um, that I, I like to call the ski jump, I'll yeah. say. <laughs> um, which which if, if you trust yourself, and particularly me, if I trust the performers and know how great they are at what they do, slash devisers, I should say, they're not just performers, um, I feel like you can, you, can, you can get your audience to perhaps doubt a little more in the beginning and, and go a little further when it comes to imagery and um, before bringing it back to something that is really accessible. Mm. And so I think it's, there's an opportunity at the beginning of any show to do that and personally we like to call it the ski jump because it might sort of lure you into a, a sense that mm, what am I watching? Actually, someone I was sitting next to someone and in the audience last night, and they said, oh, phew, I'm glad that's over. I thought they were just going to be crawling around in the dark for the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, great. Thank you. Hi. Um, I was curious as to everyone's discipline before they became mm. acro or circus. So two, two questions-ish, because Lisa yeah. stimulated that question when she said she was bass and she'd never been a flyer. So I'm taking your background like the acro. Um, I started in... Youth circus uh, at same, the same school actually as Martin yeah. um, when I was nine and Dylan and, <laughs> and, and um, yeah but I guess when I had started there were always kids smaller than me so I never flew but um, yeah no dance training no kind of capoeira or movement or anything like that I mean everyone's story is a little bit different but yeah, um, I was just wondering what everyone's little story was and for Ekrem have you ever done gymnastics? He was up your time. As scary as it was for you, Lisa. Yeah. I started there when he got up. I thought, oh, for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, I didn't. Sure. <laughs> no. We call yeah. him acrobat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've done what? A bit of yoga? Literally in seven weeks, Ekram went from zero acrobatics to be being able to be on top of a three high, which is the incredible. My uh, favourite story about that is that for the first season, uh, when the boys are behind him ready to catch, they they say yup. And for the first season, Ekram didn't know that they were saying that, and he hadn't heard them, and he was just going, "It's about time to fall." <laughs> <laughs> you <would> trust. <laughs> you trust in us, which is pretty amazing. Whoa. Now we have a better system. Yeah. <laughs> now I hear the yep and give his calves a squeeze. <laughs> and, and did you want to other disciplines other than that as well? Um, I'm going to go, go yeah. real quick. Yeah, I yeah. started uh, youth circus. So, um, yeah, no gymnastics, youth circus. Bit of youth circus, break dance, trampolining and gymnastics, but circus was the main one. Just circus. Uh, youth circus, same. I did gymnastics and a bit of fly diving. Uh, Marty taught me gymnastics when I was a little kid first. When you were like six. And then I quit and did youth circus. I was a gymnast and then a dancer. I think this is my fifth year of circus. 
contemporary dance at like 16. Um, did that for quite a few years and then these guys taught me circus about like three years ago. Mm -hmm. And they're very good teachers. Ekrum? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I have no background with circus. And uh, I still don't know how I got here. Um, but, uh, my musical background is, um, yeah, I'm a composer and uh, a singer. And um, yeah, before that, I did some visual artists. Can I just ask Akin while we have you uh, a little bit about the music and how it works in the in the show because it's really fascinating and there's such a variety and it, it adds unity to a lot of separate bits I suppose. Um, so uh, do you, did you come in after the acts were devised each episode or and do you live mix or <coughs> what's the relationship between composed and, and live performing? Uh, yeah, there's a fair bit of live I'll just jump in and let you continue. We've also got Mick Lavage over here, who's our sound systems designer. Um, a huge part of the team, even if he's not sitting up here with us now. This is Max, our, our lighting wizard. I kind of came in when things were a bit more solid uh, in terms of scenes and everything else, but they were malleable enough, um, which was great because it felt a bit like being dropped in, but then I realized oh, I can actually do that. So the, the idea was that because this is about chaos and all that sort of stuff, the first um, relationship to, to it is oh, trouble and mess and disorder. Uh, but then we decided that it's actually about emergence and how things emerge and how um, I, I had this idea of um, observer's effect as well. So um, I can actually say that tonight was my first time getting into that mode of, oh, I'm observing and I'm just actually making sense of these things. But yeah, it adds a whole new dimension to the notion of ringmaster, which is what you're saying. <laughs> cosmic. Mm. Cosmic signals. Mm. Yeah. 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 yeah, there we go. You can have that. Yeah. <laughs> we have a gentleman who's had his arm. Yeah. Great. Oh, yes. Yes, great. Go ahead. I didn't hear that yet. How do you remember your lines? How do you remember our lines? That's a great question. We actually improvise all of our lines every show, so we make them up on the spot. Uh, in some ways, it's easier for us to do that uh, than having to remember things. And for the show, it feels better to have these spur of the moment ideas as opposed to having a, a script every night. And it, and it keeps things exciting for us and also a bit more exciting for the audience each night. And the, the way it kind of works is we, we have some tools in our toolbox. So we have a thing that we call scans. So if we ever kind of get lost, we can always jump to like a body scan. So you just go, oh, what is my body feeling like? Oh, my lower back's a bit sore because I can feel the mat rubbing against my bum. Mm. Um, or you can jump to like a world scan or a show scan or a history. You know, we have all these different things where we can go, oh, if you start getting lost or repeating yourself, just try and jump to a different world. And that kind of helps us not stumble. So we've got time for one more question. So who is the most deserving question? <laughs> I think it must be you since you're sitting right there and you've got your hand up the whole time. Uh, when, when you're doing the show, does it help you a lot to, to do the thing? 
does it hurt a lot to do the show? <laughs> Which I think is the question we all wanted to ask. Yeah. Not as much as it used to. <laughs> like anything, the more you do it, the more you get used to it. And there are some things that are definitely not comfortable. <laughs> Mostly for, I'd say, the bases who have to have a lot of weight on their shoulders. They get chafing and whatnot. But yeah, the more you do it, the more you get used to it. And when you're on stage, a lot of the time adrenaline masks that. So you, sometimes you don't feel it till after the show. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it hurts the most the next day yeah. when you wake up. Yeah. I want to ask a question, did you always take your clothes off or is that something that sort of developed with the development of the show? <laughs> it was a, from order we go to chaos with the costumes, that was always the idea, oh, okay. they sort of come apart, I see. Um, but we didn't know exactly how mm. much it would come apart and yeah. I think more, it's still yeah, yeah, more yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you yeah, going to take I off tomorrow? It's yeah. the first two shows I've ever taken my pants off. Don't yeah. Okay, unfortunately we've run out of time, but that was an amazing evening. Thank you so very much.